Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a teaching tutorial Thursday. Class is in session with Professor Greg Cosell. We are presented as always by DraftKings. We love DraftKings and we love those of you that go the extra mile. And tomorrow we'll announce who those of you are. Those of you that spread the word via social media at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker pod. It all counts. The tweets, the shares on Facebook, the loves on Facebook, the likes on Instagram at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker pod. But we really like the quote tweets these days. Love the quote tweets. Hint, hint. Sponsor confirmation email winner. I'm trying to give away a Madden this week. But I'll check my email again. I don't think anybody has subscribed for keeps this week. I I don't get it. I've been a keeps guy for a long time. And I'm giving you Madden if you sign up for keeps this week. Seems like a no-brainer. If you want to keep your hair, keeps.com slash Ross. And then the YouTube shout-out, which is really a cameo shout-out for anybody that uh, subscribes to the YouTube page. Just give it the thumbs up and then go ahead and make any comment so we know you were there. That way I can see your name. And then, boom, I'll give you a cameo-style shout-out that people pay for all the time on the Cameo app or Cameo.com or whatever it is. Shout-out to the patron of the day, Peter Charlimbus. C-H-A-R-L-M-B-O-U-S. No idea, Peter. Charlombus? Charlombus? Anyway, maybe you missed a uh, a vowel there? I don't know. Thank you. Patreon.com slash RT Media. We've never gotten this many patrons. I don't think you guys think I'm that cool or want to chat with me every day that much. I think you just want the even money bets. And listen, I get it. I also get why people love Thursdays. It's Greg Cosell. Greg Cosell. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, 42 years at NFL Films. The NFL matchup show every weekend. The show the pros watch. You should check it out. Greg usually retweets the air times, so make sure you're following Greg on Twitter, at Greg Cosell. Greg, much to discuss this week. I want to start with tonight's game. I always like to do that before I forget. It's the Bengals and the Jags. 
the last two number one overall picks. What interests you in this game? What have you seen from either one of these teams that stands out to you? What should we be looking for tonight? Well, I really enjoy watching Joe Burrow. Uh, I enjoyed him coming out of LSU his senior year. I thought last year as a rookie, obviously his season was shortened, but he's back this year. I think there's a refinement to his game. I think he looks very comfortable in the pocket. He plays with efficiency. I think the ball, too, this year, Ross, is coming out with a little more juice. You know, he'll never be a gun thrower, but I think it's coming out with a little more juice. Um, And I think they do a really good job in terms of their use of personnel formations. They can line up with four wide receivers. They'll line up with three wide. They move Chase around. Uh, Chase is looking very, very good, particularly when he's split. He can line up as the boundary X. He can line up as number one to the field. Uh, And I just think that their pass game is going to continue to get better and better. Now, last week they played a Steelers defense, and this is a weird thing to say about the Steelers. They didn't have any pass rushers. Uh, Watt was out. Highsmith was out. Ingram, they move him around. They Yes, they use him as a pass rusher on the edge at times, but they use him much more as kind of a joker moving him around. So the Steelers really did not have any pass rushers, and I believe their sack streak ended last week. Yeah, I don't think they got a sack. They um, did not. And uh, – <clears throat> That's kind of crazy going against the Bengals offensive line that's not exactly great that that's how it ended against the Bengals of all teams. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because I think Burrow is the style of quarterback, and I think you'll see more and more of this as he progresses. I think stylistically he can camouflage and compensate for O-line weaknesses. They started the rookie Jackson Carmen from Clemson at right guard this week. I believe it was his first start. He looked fine. But I think Burrow just has a a sense of the pocket, a sense of refinement, that I think he can camouflage some weaknesses on your O-line. And you know that, Ross, about quarterbacks. If a quarterback really does a good job playing within the structure, delivering the football, you know you can get beat a little bit and the quarterback can help you out. Yeah, there is no doubt. No, no doubt whatsoever. Um, you know, you look at them between Mixon and Boyd. I know Higgins yeah. is still out, but Mixon and Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase, they've got some legit guys, Greg. They are really good at the skill positions. And because they're the Bengals, no one is talking about them. And we'll see how their season plays out. It's too early to make any definitive judgment. But what we can say is that at the skill positions, They are really good. I heard Bill Belichick say either last year or the year before, and he's a lot smarter than I am, but I agreed with him that he thought Joe Mixon was a top three back in the NFL, and Belichick does not throw around those kinds of comments, you know, easily. Let's talk Chiefs and Eagles. Both teams one and two. Both teams coming off back-to-back losses. What interests you or stands out to you in this one? Yeah, I'm, I've been kind of fascinated by the Chiefs' offense because I, I personally think, and, and you could probably speak to this even better than I could, I personally think that the way their O-line is built, I think that is a run-blocking O-line. I think they have road graders. I think uh, when you look at Orlando Brown at left tackle, the rookie Smith inside at guard, These are big people. They're road graders. And I thought they ran the ball really well last week against the the Chargers. Um, 
but they don't really play that way. They're a passing team. And what was fascinating to me about the game last week is what Brandon Staley did. They played almost 80% man coverage against the Chiefs. Now, most people say you can't play man coverage against the Chiefs. They did. They challenged Mahomes and the receivers to be precise in everything they did, and the Chiefs did not execute at the needed level of consistent efficiency. Now, we know Mahomes is great, Ross. We know that. That's not my point. But even great players at times need a tune-up. And I think Mahomes right now, and people will say I'm crazy. I get it. I'm just evaluating the player in a vacuum. I think he's become increasingly more and more of a secondary action player. He leaves the pocket prematurely. He's an outstanding thrower that allows him to make throws and make great plays. But I, I personally believe, and maybe this is just my old school nature, you know, having learned the position from Bill Walsh, I believe he needs to settle down a bit and play more with fundamental technique within the structure of the passing game. Interesting. Um, you know, when you say that, it's usually true. When you say that about guys, it's usually true. And then they, a lot of times they'll come back to that, Rodgers, other guys. Um, yeah. But we see that. It seems like when guys it, – it almost seems like sometimes, Greg, with those guys, when things aren't going well, as opposed to saying, okay, I got to just – I got to do what's there within the structure of the offense – they go the other way, and it's like, I got to make some plays. I, I got to right. play better. I got to do something. We, by the way, he could come out this week and make five unbelievable plays because his talent level is off the charts. So I'm just speaking about playing the position the right way all the time. It's not a knock on his ability. It's it, it, We know what it is. But you, there's no way that that coaches want quarterbacks to move when they don't have to move. You know that. You are an O-lineman. That's the worst thing. You do not want your quarterback to move when there's no need to move. Um, what about the Eagles, Greg? That was ugly Monday night. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to figure out, you know, what they what their talent level on offense ultimately should be. You know, what should lead them to do tactically. And there's a part of me, it doesn't mean I'm right, but there's a part of me that believes they should almost take a page from the book of the Cowboys in Dak Prescott's first year. Uh, put Hurts under center, start your offense with the run game, go conventional play action, define the reads and the throws, let your receivers work one-on-one -on, -one on the outside because if you play that way, you normally get eight in the box. Um, I don't know if they'll do that. I'm not saying I'm right. There's just a part of me that when I watch the Eagles, I feel like, hey, let's let's do that. Let's settle the quarterback down. He's only made seven NFL starts. Uh, let's give him an opportunity to be successful within the context of a fully dimensional offense. Uh, in the game the other night, Miles Sanders does not get his first carry, Ross, until the fourth offensive possession. Yeah, I, I really don't know what was going on there. Uh, that surprised me on a lot of different levels. I mean, you've got a couple young O-linemen out there. You've got a lighter, faster Cowboys defense. I, I don't really know. I guess Sirianni said that they thought they'd have to match the Cowboys score for score. I, I don't really understand that. But. Which is interesting you say that because 
the Cowboys the week prior against the Chargers, who in that game played a ton of split safety, that's what the Eagles play. So, and, and we talked about that, I believe, last week, that I believe that the Cowboys would come in with a similar approach that they had the week prior against the Chargers and run the ball because they were getting so much split safety. And in fact, that's what the Cowboys did. And normally when you play that way, you don't run away score-wise. And they really didn't run away score-wise. I mean, obviously the interception on the Eagles' first possession of the third quarter changed the game. But the Cowboys came out. They ran the ball. They actually their, – their front actually dominated the Eagles' defensive front most of the game. And there's a player on the Cowboy O-line, Steele, the right tackle, who was a rookie last year, I think a free agent from, I believe, Texas Tech maybe. He was very bad last year. He has been dominant this year on, on many snaps because I've watched all three Cowboys offensive games. Wow. Um, I, I want to make sure we get to this, Greg, since it's such a big topic. What did you see from Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears offense against the Browns? Yeah, yeah I guess it is a big topic. You know, I, um, so what, what they tried to do with Fields is they tried to give him quick game as a foundation of the pass game create opportunities for him to get the ball out quick. It doesn't really require reads. It's it's basically a one read or no read throw. They tried to do that. Um, Fields at this point is not seeing things. He was locked in on reads with no sense of, of what's there and what's not there. He was playing both too fast at times and too slow at other times. He doesn't really have an innate sense of what open means at the NFL level yet. He needs more experience to get a feel for that. There were throws there that were that were there to be made. It just didn't register to him. Uh, it's always easy to debate game planning, which none of us really know about because we're not there all week. It's easy to say he, they could have rolled him out more. The first design movement play came on his seventh drop back. Uh, but was inter- what was interesting watching the tape is the times they did design movement, it looked like the Browns w- were in the huddle with them because they just blocked it right up. They had players there waiting for him on the design rollout. So, um, you know, they tried to, to simplify it for him as much as possible, and it didn't work. Um, you know, you're not going to – no one goes max pro on quick game throws. You know that, Ross. I mean, it's easy to say that they should do that, uh, but no one does that on quick game throws because the ball, by design, is supposed to be out. That's why I have you on every week, Greg, because that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear what the tape showed, as opposed to just the uh, the social media roar of everybody saying that they should have sprint them out more. They should have done this. Um, you know, I think sometimes when a coach says a guy starting, there's there's a reason for that. I mean, let know? me let me look. Here's the way I, I look at things. Okay, we know that in any business, some people are better than others. But I take the approach that coaches are with their players every single day. They know them better than I do, better than you do, better than people who are not there. They know their players, not just the quarterback, but the other players surrounding him. Correct, Ross? They're with them every day. All right. Yeah. So I don't go in. That with doesn't the mean they're infallible, but it no, means that no, they should have more no. knowledge. That's why I said there's some guys who are better than others. Okay. But they know their players better than we do. So I don't go into a game with the approach that if I see things that I, I personally don't believe are done really well, 
I don't take the approach that, boy, I'm smarter than the coach. I would have done it better. I'm not there. So what I try to do is, is analyze the tape. And, and then will I make an interpretation here and there? Yes. But I don't go in with the idea that I'm smarter than the coach and, and therefore my interpretation is going to be better than theirs. Greg, uh, there's a big game Sunday night. You might have heard Patriots and the Bucks. This guy named Tom Brady is going back to New England for the first time. What interests you about that game? It looked like uh, from the TV copy, it was the first kind of rough outing for Mac Jones. I don't know if that says something about him or the Saints defense or what. Well, I don't know if it's a rough outing in the, in the way I think you're talking about it. I think at this point in his career, he's a certain kind of player. He's rhythmic. Uh, he has to throw the ball short and relatively intermediate. He can't really drive the football. If the game gets away from them a little bit, however it does, I think he's not quite ready to be able to, to make the kinds of throws that are then demanded in that kind of game. Um, whether he gets there or not, that, of course, is an open question. We'll see as he develops. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think they need to play games where they're close where it's they can stay within the context of their offense. They can have him play rhythmically. They can, in a sense, they can control the kinds of throws he makes. Some other games to get into, Greg. How about uh, Carolina without Christian McCaffrey against the Cowboys? Yeah, I don't think Carolina will change their offense at all. I think Darnold, they have Darnold playing very well. Joe Brady's done a really good job in terms of defining the reads and throws for him so he can play within the structure of the offense. Um, the longer that Darnold's in the pocket, the less effective that he is. He can make throws on the move, but he still has a reckless tendency here and there. I think what's fascinating to me is the Cowboy defense. We talked about this last week. I mentioned it to you, and you know people were surprised, but the tape told you they're fast, they're aggressive, they're starting to do more with their fronts, they're getting more multiple, they're standing up Parsons, they're standing up Gregory, moving them around as jokers. Um, and I think the pre-snap phase becomes increasingly important now for Darnold because he's going to have to make sure protections are set uh, based on what he sees. Uh, so this is a really intriguing game, but that Cowboy defense is pretty good. And, and it would not surprise me in this game to see them use Diggs as a matchup corner on DJ Moore. Uh, how about Cardinals and the Rams? A couple of undefeated teams, Greg. Yeah. Well, the Rams offense has really been fun to watch. It's such a good mix of a talented quarterback in Matthew Stafford, um, who has great intelligence, understands with really good pass game concepts of Sean McVay. Now they predominantly play out of 11 personnel with one back, one tight end and three wide receivers, but they're very multiple with their formations, bunch stacks. They attack last week. They, they, they played out of empty a lot. And in fact, Stafford's been in empty sets more than any quarterback in the league. Um, and they've been very, very successful out of empty sets and, you know, we know that what empty sets do is it forces the defense to declare. It gives you tendency predictability of coverage because defenses sort of have to settle down versus empty. Uh, and last week they whipped out four by one sets out of empty, four receivers to the strong side. You don't see that very often. What about Steelers and the Packers? Yeah, you know, I've been doing this a long time, Ross, and and I've seen a lot of great players 
and I'm, you know, I'm probably a little jaded. You know, I probably don't get as excited as, as some do, but Aaron Rodgers made them throws the other night that were just ridiculous. And I, of course, everybody remembers the, the 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 big one on the final drive, the first one, which was I don't know how many guys would even attempt that throw, much less make it. But I thought his touchdown pass to Valdez Scantling, the twelve yarder, early in the fourth quarter. That throw was just ridiculous. I mean, it was what we call a double smash concept. He had Valdez Scantling running the corner route. Um, and Lenora, the safety, the corner on that side, kind of read it, and he dropped back, and Rodgers just drilled that ball right over him. I mean, that was that was just a big, big-time throw, and he was phenomenal in this game. He And I don't think any quarterback in the league attacks one-on-ones better than Rodgers. Um, when he sees it, when he sees a one-on-one, I, I guarantee he's got the freedom to do whatever he wants at that point. But he attacks one-on-one coverage with more efficiency and precision than any quarterback in the league. What about Chargers hosting the Raiders Monday night? Yeah, that's a good one, too. The Raiders are another team. Offensively, I just spoke about McVay. I think Gruden does a phenomenal job. He's much more diverse with his personnel than McVeigh is. Uh, Gruden uses a ton of tight ends. He plays with a fullback. But in terms of his formations, a lot of bunch, stack, really good versus man coverage. They're really hard to defend versus man. Um, I believe the Chargers will play a lot more zone this week. As I mentioned last week, Brandon Staley played heavy man versus Patrick Mahomes. I would expect that the, the coverage to be much more balanced with more zone this week because I think the Raiders are difficult to defend when you play man coverage. I think they're really good. I think you're really good, Greg. At Greg Cosell on social media, outstanding. It's ridiculous how many notes you make me type while I'm interviewing you. <laughs> well, you I might have to start me. interviewing somebody else. This is too many notes for me to take down, too many clips for me to send to intern Casey to cut up so we can post to social media. You're too good, Greg. You're ridiculous. Well, you should see how many notes I take, Ross. That's the killer. It takes me so long to go through these games because I watch them carefully and I take detailed, copious notes. I bet, man. Thank you so much, as always. Thanks, Ross. Greg is awesome. Purple mattresses are awesome because only purple mattresses have the grid. Its unique ventilated design allows air to flow through to help you sleep cool. Oh, I like that. Even when it feels like a thousand degrees out, this is the key, okay? The grid is amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips, no matter how you sleep. Unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, the grid bounces back as you move and shift. I have actually felt this thing. They even gave me samples of the grid and my daughters play with it. It's awesome. It feels awesome and it does stay cool. There's no question. Purple is comfort reinvented. Right now, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash Ross 10 and use promo code Ross 10. That's purple.com slash Ross 10. Promo code Ross 10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash Ross 10. Promo code Ross 10. Terms apply.
Tux Takes. Morning, Ross. Uh, let's start with uh, the Chicago Bears. Maybe a good topic for Andrew Brandt, but uh, the Bears paid big money for attractive land in Arlington Park and Arlington Heights. Yeah, I can't remember if it was like $200 million or $300 million, but it is a good thing, that, a good topic for Andrew next week. You know, these teams all need leverage to get the best deals possible. And so Chicago Bears aren't going anywhere. They're either going to stay at Soldier Field and the city of Chicago will give them the the deal that they're looking for. Or if it makes a lot more business sense to move out to Arlington Heights, I think they'll do that. And I said earlier, I don't think the comments by the mayor about, hey, how about you just beat the Packers for once or whatever, that stuff never helps. That never, like, wait, wait, like you're... They're your partners, and you're trying to embarrass them? I don't really understand that. Let's talk Ravens. Uh, D-line, Brandon Williams, Justin Matabike, Justin Houston, all activated off the COVID list, while wide receivers Rashad Bateman and Miles Boykin were activated off of IR. So that doesn't mean Bateman and Boykin can play right away. It just means they can practice for the next 21 days and then be activated in that window. But getting those D linemen back will certainly help. Makes me feel not quite as good about my Denver Broncos bet on the Even Money podcast. Ducks takes. Some other moves include Patriots running back James White lost for the season with a hip injury. Bucks wide receiver Scotty Miller going on IR with turf toe. Giants signing former Titans first-round pick Isaiah Wilson to the practice squad. Seahawks putting Gerald Everett on the COVID list. Jets safety, Marcus May, three to four weeks. He's going to be out, although his agent has made it clear that he would be back before the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, pretty rare you see an agent to do that. That's like the agent saying, please, please trade for this guy. Please. A, I think he wants to go to a better team. B, May didn't get the deal from the Jets financially that he wanted but very rare you see an agent go on social media to make it clear to everybody that his client will be back before the trade deadline not good for the Seahawks although it didn't seem like they were using Everett all that much anyway this is Isaiah Wilson's third and likely last chance got drafted a couple years ago by the Titans in the first round last year the Dolphins gave him a chance cut him after a few days um, now it's the Giants on the practice squad. We shall see. Uh, Scotty Miller freed up the spot for Antonio Brown to come back from COVID list and for Richard Sherman. And James White, that's tough because James White's a guy they really like, especially in the passing game. I think they probably will use J.J. Taylor, who had a nice preseason for them. Ducks takes. Thursday night football, Bengals hosting the Jags tonight. Who do you got? Who do you like and why? I like the Bengals, uh, I guess primarily because of some of the things Greg said about them, but I don't love them. I mean, I don't love them at the current uh, point spread and even teasing them down like Steve did on the Even Money podcast. I'm a little bit nervous about that. I, I'm not ready for the, be- you know, I'm not ready to say, oh, the Bengals are easily going to be three and one. The Eagles, will, the Bengals will easily cover that spread. I'm not there with them yet. So we'll see tonight. 
But I think the Jaguars have a, are, are a live dog tonight is, I guess, the way I would describe it. I'll go 27-20. Um, something like that, 27-23. I'll say the Bengals, but I don't necessarily feel great about it. I do feel great about Duralast Elite Brake Pads, available exclusively at AutoZone. We all know Duralast parts are proven tough. Duralast Elite is like Greg Cosell. It's on another level. In fact, they last three times longer than a typical Duralast pad, which is amazing. That's really good news. If you find yourself in a lot of stop-and-go traffic or if you typically drive with heavier loads in your car. And since AutoZone has over 6,000 locations nationwide, plus tons of ways to shop online and in-store, you will have absolutely no problem picking up a set when you need them the most. The future of stopping, well, it starts with Duralast Elite Brake Pads only at AutoZone for safer, smoother, and quieter stops that also are eco-friendly. Pretty cool. Duralast Elite Brake Pads only at AutoZone. Let's do an email, Brian. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address, ross at rostucker.com. I think most of you know the drill. You take advantage of any of our sponsors ever. Get Duralast Elite Brake Pads from AutoZone. Get a new mattress from Purple. Whatever. Make sure you forward it to me. Ross at rostucker.com and ask me any question you got. I love them. What do you got, Brian? Hey, Ross. I uh, love all the podcasts. However, I still miss you on SiriusXM's opening drive. My name is Raj Sodi, or Sodi. Retiring from the Navy after 23 years and 10 deployments, been to 20 different countries and the North Pole. Grew up in Northern Virginia, just outside of the Beltway, as a diehard Washington fan. My last Washington Super Bowl was in the sixth grade. Now I'm 42 years old, starting my second career in December. You, Brian, and Andrew keep me going every week. My question, when a player is traded, as I understand it, the move of his household is paid for by one of the teams, right? However, if I were an NFL player and I was cut on Monday by one team and signed on Thursday by another team, would the signing team provide me with a rental car and a hotel room till I could move my family and household goods to the new city? Thanks for your time. Wishing you and your family the best. Uh, please don't make fun of my grammar, Mr. Ivy League. Very respectfully, Raj. Well, Raj, very respectfully to you. Thank you so much for your service. 23 years, 10 deployments. I mean, you're only 42. You're my age. I don't know how you even had time to do that. 23 years, 10 deployments. Uh, that is awesome. Curious about your second career, by the way, Raj. I'd love to hear what you are up to. Uh, so it's a good question because I was claimed off waivers a couple of times. Um, I think I think I had to pay to have my car shipped from Washington to Dallas. I think the Cowboys might have provided me with a rental car for a couple days. While I was waiting for my car to get there, that was being shipped. So I had to pay for my car to be shipped because I was claimed off waivers. I wasn't traded. But I think they supplied me with the rental car. 
they definitely flew me there. And I think they paid for the hotel room for like two weeks. I don't remember exactly, Raj. And I don't remember what the policies are. But I'm pretty confident the Cowboys paid for my hotel for a couple weeks till I was like settled. They paid for my rental car until my car was there. But I had to pay for to ship my car down there, I'm pretty sure. Good questions, Raj. Really good questions. I love questions like that. I love all of our other shows. I love Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, and I love SteakhouseSports.com. And I love saying, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 